I come here this morning with good news. Great news. Glorious news. The title of the message is Knowing God in 2015. And so I'm going to attempt to unfold some of the attributes of God that present this good news. The first attribute is that of omnipotence. Omnipotent. All-powerful. Pronounced omnipotence. The scripture passage for this attribute is Revelation 19.6. The latter part of the verse. Revelation 19.6. Years ago, I used to come and say to the people, please turn in your Bibles, say, to 19.6. Now I come here this morning to say to you, turn, in to, turn to your Bibles and your laptops and your iPads and your iPhone, your e-phone or your U-phone or whatever. But we'll get together in a moment in Revelation 19.6. As a preface, I want to give you a slogan or motto for 2015. I call it Truth to Live By. For 2015. I hope you'll write it down or record it, take it with you, put it on your refrigerator, the mirror in your bathroom, have it for you every day for this year, and especially in your heart. And it goes like this. Truth to live by in 2015. The quality of your life depends on the quality of your faith. The quality of your faith depends on your view of God. 
If you have a little God, you'll have little faith. If you have a big God, you'll have great faith. And as we review these attributes, it is my prayer that we will walk out of this room with great faith in our great God Almighty. Here is Revelation 19.6, the latter part of the verse. Hallelujah! For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. That is good news. When you go to a football game or a soccer game, you cheer. Would you please cheer for Revelation 19.6? Wonderful. We just scored a touchdown. Omnipotence. All power. In my imagination, I, I think about that. How would it mean, seem to be someone with all power all the time? That is our God. All-powerful, all the time, all eternity. Now let's consider a few things over which he is all-powerful and highlight that by considering the days in which we are living. The apostles believed they lived in the last days. So 2,000 years later, we are living in the last days of the last days. And this morning, the world, the nations, are in turmoil, living on the edge, nervous. One small incident could be the spark that starts World War Three. The Middle East nations are still attempting to annihilate Israel. The Muslim uprising has infiltrated the nations of the world. 
And it goes by day after day. And no one is attempting to stop it in a big way. Iran is going for nuclear weapons. All we do is delay to give them more time. These are perilous, dangerous days. That's why we need good news. The Lord God omnipotent reigns. Now, let's think about creation. First of all, he is sovereign over creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That is omnipotent. You can't get any higher power than that. God not only creates, he controls. All the things we call calamities or catastrophes are of God. The storms, the winds, the fires, the earthquakes, the floods. Controlled by God. Thankfully, they are, and they are not just out of control. He controls them. Now, immediately after some kind of storm, you will hear preachers say, Oh, that's not of God, that's of Satan. My God would never do something like that. Well, you know, it seems to me that somewhere back in history, there was a pretty good flood. A flood caused by God to bring judgment upon people whose only intent of their heart was evil continually. The population at that time of the flood could have been seven billion people. taken in judgment by the Lord. He controls creation. He controls the flow of history. The empires that have come and gone. Babylonian, Persian, Grecian, Roman, the raising up of the United States of America, 
to be the most powerful nation on earth until recently. He controls that. He's in charge of that. He is omnipotent over salvation. God controls salvation. He controls heaven. He controls hell. There is nothing or no one beyond his power. God controls the kings of the earth. The prime ministers, the congresses, the parliaments, and yes, all presidents. I didn't hear a peep. God is omnipotent. Thank him for that. He is omnipotent over you, over me. He rules over the will of men. The most powerful force in the universe is the will of God not the will of man. Thank him for that. God is all-powerful. The next attribute we must consider as truth to live by for 2015 is the attribute of omniscience. All knowing. And our scripture passage is Romans eleven thirty three. <clears throat> That's the book of Romans eleven thirty three. And it reads like this. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the knowledge and wisdom of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? He needs a none. Our God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, know everything. God has always known everything. God has never learned anything. 
He always knows everything. He is never surprised. He never does something and then has to say, oops. Because he never makes a mistake. He is incapable of making a mistake. God knows everything. Now, I have lived a few years on this earth, and I've seen some changes. One of them that strikes me is in transportation. I learned to drive in a Model T Ford. It was fun. I later owned a 1929 Model A Ford. I wish I still had it. Transportation has skyrocketed. God knew all about that. He's not surprised by jet airplane. He knew that. And then there's the area of communication. Change so rapidly. When we first got a telephone in our family, it was a party line. And the neighbors and other people could listen into everybody. <laughs> Talk about gossip. There is the area of technology. God knows computers. He always knew computers. I personally am a computer illiterate. I had one for a little while. It was for seniors, larger print, easy to use. But when I lost some vision, I didn't have it anymore. But I listened to my family as they talked about computers. And they would use a foreign language for me. They talk about uh, internet online. And I'd say, what is that? I'd say, they're the same. YouTube, what is that? They didn't really know, but it was there. And then I hear the word Google. In my day, Barney Google was a cartoon character. <laughs> And now I'm getting him all over again. <laughs> and I hear reports that technology is only in the infant stage. That it will keep going and going. Where will it end? God knows. God knows. Everything. He is omniscient. 
And because of that, we have good news because God knows our future. The future of the world, the future of our nation, the future of our family, the future of our church. He knows our individual future. And I can tell you this upon biblical authority. God wins. He will not be defeated. He will destroy his enemies. And he will destroy the enemies of his people. Cheer up this morning, you saints of God. We win. That's good news. Cheer again, please. The next attribute of God is known as omnipresent. Always everywhere. God is everywhere. God is everywhere all the time. God never travels. He doesn't need to because it's already there. He is here. He is there. He's everywhere, omnipresent. He's here with you, with me. A few weeks ago, I was challenging some people to list the highest or greatest blessing that God gives. Comes out of Ephesians 1 3. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. We have. Every spiritual blessing. But what's the top? What's at the top of the list? And I had them list them in order. And of course, there was a variety of number ones. But the one on the list that received the most was this out of Hebrews. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you omnipresent. Now this is convicting because he knows everywhere we go what we're doing what we're thinking before we say a word he knows it so that's challenging to us but it's also comforting God is with us 
in every trial, trouble, difficulty, every health issue, economic trouble, whatever it is, he will never forsake us. How great is our God. Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. Take comfort. The fourth attribute is that of immutability, which means unchanging. Our passage for that is James 1.17. In him there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Or you can read in Isaiah, God's own testimony, I am God, I do not change. Now here is the good news of security. If God changes, there is no meaning to life. There is no future. There is no security. But God does not change. He does not change with regard to our salvation. We can be confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will do it until the day of Christ. That is good news. God will not change. He's God. And no one can change him. He will not compromise. And that leads us to the fifth attribute of God, which is called faithfulness. God is faithful. 1 Corinthians 1 9. 1 9 where we read, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice the positive statement. God is faithful. Not maybe, not perhaps. God is faithful. Always has been, is this morning, and always will be. Let's consider the faithfulness of God in three ways. 
First, God is faithful to himself. He will not compromise. He will not compromise his character, his being. He will not compromise his attributes. He never gives in to pressure. He is faithful to himself. His purity, his deity, being divine, of being God, of being omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. You can count on him. What does faithfulness mean? It means being trustworthy. It's good news because God is trustworthy. Whatever question or whatever seems to be going on in your life, trust him. He's faithful. He is faithful to himself. Secondly, God is faithful to his word. All scripture is given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. His word stands firm. Through the years of history, people and groups have tried to eliminate the Bible. They can't do it. God's word is here. God's word remains. You can trust him because he keeps his promises. Feed on the promises of God. There's a man who has written a book, Herbert Lockyer, All the promises of God. I don't know if it's still in print, but you might try to find it. All the promises of God stand true. Take him at his promises. He's trustworthy. Now, faithfulness applies to us. Are we faithful people? Can people count on you? On me? Are we trustworthy? Are we worthy of your trust? We become trustworthy because we keep our word. Parents need to trust 
young people. And sometimes let them fail. But trust them. Young people need to trust parents. Keep your word to your family. There was a man who had a son about nine years old. And the man played golf on Saturdays. But one Saturday, he took his son fishing. And that little boy loved that day so much. He wanted to go again. And after a period of time, the dad said, I can't go this Saturday, but next Saturday we'll go fishing. The little boy didn't sleep very good that night in anticipation and excitement. And he was up early. And he heard a noise outside. And he looked out the window. The dad had pulled the car out of the garage. Lifted up the trunk. Put his golf clubs in the trunk. And drove away. The little boy never forgot them. Keep your word. Be faithful. God is faithful to himself, to his word. And God is faithful to his people. We are here this morning as his people. He is committed to us. He will see us through. We will win with him. But in this life, we have life. Christians are not exempt from life with a bumpy road and some hills and mountains. He is faithful to his people. He is so faithful to his people that Christ died for us and rose again and is ascended, and is coming back. God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. God is omnipresent. God is omnipresent. 
unchangeable. God is faithful. I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all, all to Thee, blessed Savior, I surrender all. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, God.